Welcome, everyone. Welcome. We're live, I think. I hope that we are officially live. Everything looks pretty good on our end. Um, we usually wait just a few minutes right here in the beginning just so people can get in here. Maybe we can get a little feedback on audio, video, make sure everybody can hear us and see us okay. And I do want to put a little disclaimer out. My window is open because my office is 5 billion degrees. It's almost the surface of the sun up here. But I live on a very busy street corner. So if there's too much road noise, if it gets too loud, you might hear the occasional truck come through or motorcycle. But please let me know. I will close my window if it gets to be too much for everybody. But otherwise, thank you guys for being here. Alex? We're going to quickly shift gears and we're going to quickly breeze through uh, this particular gear because we only got a couple things to talk about. Um, so I'll fire that up and we'll move right along yeah, here. I will uh, give you the floor. Take it away, man. What do we got going on this week? Well, I, uh, oh, here we go. So um, in the legislative rundown, and I'm going to do this again, just because uh, I think it's a useful way to share all of this stuff. How do we get to the calls to action that we put up? Um, we'll start with Maine. Um, Maine has a flavor ban that is moving. Uh, but the uh, the history page and everything that you find on the, the state's website uh, kind of ends here at the result of the committee hearing, which was they issued a divided report, which means kind of some people agree, some people don't make of that what you will. Ultimately, this is moving on to a vote by the full house. Um, so uh our our engagement is up and is set to send messages to members of the house of representatives your representative in the maine legislature um so please if you live in maine please uh keep the pressure up keep the messages coming uh and let lawmakers know that it would be a huge mistake to ban flavored vapor products um and uh, this is, of course, another, you know, this is a pre-written letter and encourage everybody to add your story. Um, you know, the things that we put in our messages is, is, is very important, but personalizing this and adding your experience is very, very important. So um, all and I always like to, to highlight when you add your story, excuse me, everybody, when you do add your story and you customize that message, put it above just the CASA message itself, put it in at the uh, like before that message, you can leave the CASA message right in there. But a lot of people just click and send that message. And what happens is it kind of becomes, I don't want to call it spam, but when people receive emails and it's the same message repeatedly, a lot of times that'll kind of automate it, just end up in into a spam folder or something like that. So it's much better if you really want them to see it and get it and not end up in a spam folder, put your message right there. It absolutely helps that that filter process for, for representatives when they're getting emails. Yeah, yeah. So um, that I just know that some people might include it in the bottom or somewhere in between. I just wanted to, to highlight that. It's definitely best to put it first and foremost. Yeah, and I, I've seen a lot of people do that, and, and putting it right at the top really is kind of the best place for it. If you try to wedge it in between the paragraphs that we've written, it might feel a little out of place or whatever, um, but it's certainly uh, a good idea to put that at, at the very beginning. Uh, yeah. And that is, you know, um, uh, that first paragraph is, is really going to be the most important for them, and, it, and it's, it's, it's vital that they know that this message is coming from a real constituent who really um, uses these products and has experienced success here. So 
Um, let's go right along back to the clicky map. And uh, just wanted to remind folks about what's going on in Arizona. Ooh, pull up your clicky map. Oh, I didn't even share my screen. Well, I'm already here, so. <laughs> um, uh, Arizona, there is a bill, HB 2682. Uh, this is essentially reasonable licensing and regulation for the industry in Arizona. This is a bill um, that the industry worked on uh, and, and has, has been a part of. We got some, some very angry responses. I think, I don't know if we talked about this last week, but there were a few people I, I don't think really understood um, that, you know, I, I think there are a lot of people out there when they hear the word regulation, they think of all of the other horrible things that the industry and consumers are experiencing at the hands of the FDA and various states and all the things that the, you know, Matt Myers and the body parts are, are lobbying for. Um, but there is, of course, sensible regulation that people in the, in the industry and, and consumers like us can benefit from. It legitimizes the industry. It shows that there are responsible adults running the industry uh, and that people are willing to work together to make sure that they are making good products uh, that, that actually protect people like me and you um, who, who buy these products. So um, there is such a thing as good regulation. Uh, and this is to some extent an example of that. And so uh, it's a good thing for people in Arizona to support this. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you live in Arizona, take action again, uh, add your story at the beginning here uh, and send a message to your member of the Arizona House of Representatives, HB 2682. Um, and yeah, this is, this is kind of a long history. So I, I did sort of punt on this one and just link to the Arizona legislature page. Um, and you can search around here and see all of the, all oh, yeah. of the stuff that's happened. Uh, and, and if you want, if you want to get into some detail, I think you can, you can see, of course, the votes and any other things that have been submitted. All the revisions and yeah, yeah. All, the fun, all the fun stuff. So um, with that, um, that's the legislative rundown for the week. I did, uh, Kristen uh, noted, there's uh, someone was asking about what we can or what people can do in Massachusetts to reverse the flavor ban. Um, you know, it is, as we always say, it is always a good time to reach out to your lawmakers and share your opinions about particular policies. Um, at the moment, there is no piece of legislation or any lawsuits or anything like that moving in Massachusetts that would undo the flavor ban. Um, and to be perfectly honest with everyone, um, this is something where the industry is going to have to get involved. Uh, the industry is capable of ponying up the lobbying dollars uh, and, and uh, it, it's, it's, it's going to need to be with a, with a lot of assistance at the very least from the industry to get a bill introduced that would at the very least amend Massachusetts law to allow for the sales of flavored products that have gone through PMTA. I was just going to, I was just going to ask if, if just your, your personal opinion, if it would probably be more likely that we, that mass might be able to get something like that through as opposed to, you know, a full reversal. 
I think, well, what I think what New York, our state, right, is still the only state that has a flavor ban that has that component to it that products that do receive PMTA approvals can re enter the market. Yeah, it's it, 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 at the moment. And, and ideally, I, I mean, it's well, it's still not ideal, but um, the better version of that, of what we have here in New York, is um, allowing for products to be sold that have been, who, which, applications have been accepted for substantive review. And this is this is the federal standard. Basically, if you submit your application and the agency accepts it, you are, you, you are granted a one-year period to continue selling your products while the agency reviews your, your application. Um, and so I know that that has been proposed in other states. Nothing uh, that I'm aware of has passed yet. Um, but that is preferable language and it does conform to the federal standard. Uh, so any state that's either looking to reverse a flavor ban or negotiate on a flavor ban, um, that is likely to be the, the best option for them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I think, you know, Massachusetts is, is serving as th this massive case study, right. And, and showing what the consequences of these bans are. Uh, and there's already research out about this. I don't have the link queued up. Um, I may have it in a different document here, but there was there was a, a study that came out that really focused on um, the sort of uh, the effect of the tax in Massachusetts. So, you know, the timeline is they, uh, they banned all the flavors. Well, they banned the flavors because of the, the lung injuries. Uh, and then uh, allowed, of course, the, the cannabis industry to start selling the cartridges again um, before allowing vapor products to come back on the market, flavored vapor products. Uh, and then and then the, the ban actually was passed through the legislature. And at the same time, uh, uh, Massachusetts imposed a 75 percent excise tax on the vapor products left on the market. So, um, <coughs> excuse me, there has been some research Um and I, again, apologize, I don't have that link handy, but uh, Dr. Michael Siegel is part of this research. He, he lives in Massachusetts uh, and works in Massachusetts. Uh, and so um, I, I believe the uh, conclusions of that research were that uh, um, essentially the, the ban and the tax haven't actually reduced smoking prevalence uh, and in fact have, have contributed to people going back to smoking who were previously using vapor products successfully to stay away from combustible tobacco. So um, that little bit here, and I know I, I, I'm, I'm tapping Kristen to maybe look that study up and drop the link in, in chat. Um, and I, I wish I had the, the title. I've been, I've been researching and writing like multiple things. This uh, I've got things open in all kinds of places and I don't want to do yeah, we can see all your tabs. Yeah, well, no, those are my shortcuts. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, it's uh, again, it's 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 something that I, I think people who live in Massachusetts can keep this issue in in the, in the forefront of lawmakers' minds and reminding them that the current policy is a disaster, uh, and there is one or two, there are one or two pieces of research, certainly several articles have been written about um, uh, studies showing 
the uh, you know decline in, in sales in Massachusetts that just sort of migrated to neighboring states. So New Hampshire, Connecticut, um, and uh, yeah. So those are points, all points to bring up and continue to remind lawmakers of the consequences. Um, but I, I think the most direct question is, no, there is no organized campaign at the moment to overturn the law in Massachusetts. It doesn't mean it's not gonna happen, but. Kristen's uh, question up here on the screen is, if enough consumers contact lawmakers in Massachusetts and tell how the flavor ban has negatively impacted them and maybe request they put together a bill reversing the ban, would that possibly have any effect? It might soften the ground for when um, an actual lobbyist shows up and, and says, here's a piece of legislation you could run. Um, so it's, it's again, it's valuable. Uh, I right. just kind of want to measure people's expectations here and, and say that, you know, there's no silver bullet to this. It's going to be a, it's going to be a group effort. There's going to be a lot of collaboration and certainly some money involved with, with fixing this and right. that's for, for just about every state. And like we always say, it is it is literally always, always a good time to contact your reps. Yeah. So folks in Massachusetts, you know, get right on there. And if you don't know uh, where or how to contact your representatives, I'm sure that Alex right now on Cassant.org can show you. I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through it and I'll talk you through it. Go to our website yeah. and hover over the Get Involved tab you'll see the third item down is the legislator lookup and boom there you go street zip code and they'll find who you are yeah. or they'll find who represents you sorry <laughs> yeah yeah that's handy i've used it multiple times yeah that's so. it we're not we're not asking for your phone number or your social security number or anything crazy like that just address and zip code and it doesn't yep. even have to be yours it just Whoever lives at that address, you'll figure out who represents. Yeah, you could type in your neighbor's address if you don't. You don't want to type in your own. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't collect anything off of this yeah. form, so this is a free yeah. resource that, and that's it. So, yep, um, always yeah, a good time to contact cool. your reps. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I believe, uh, I believe Kristen did find the link to that study that you were referring to, and dropped it in chat as well. Fantastic. Uh, Thank you, Kristen. I'm just double checking. Yeah, effects of Massachusetts bill number 4196 on electronic cigarette use, a mixed method study. Uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to read names that I can't pronounce on air. So, um, but the authors <laughs> there, um, eight, uh, Amanda Kachmar, Adrian Gunawan, and Michael. Oh, you said you. <laughs> I just did. I had to. I, I it's, uh, it's good practice. Um, so yeah, definitely encourage people to look this over. Oh wait, I can, uh, uh, if you don't believe me, there's the study. <laughs> there it is. There we go, there we go. So yeah, check it out. Um, just just one of a few uh, early resources available to, to talk about what's going on in Massachusetts. So with that, um, I think we've, we've covered the legislative rundown and uh, we can get into the fun discussion part. All right. All right. All right. I think that's going to do it. Uh, just for all of the podcast listeners out there, if you would like to hear and see this entire show today, uh, please check out the replays available on both Facebook 
and on YouTube. The links will be available in the SoundCloud description below this track. So head on over, check them out. This is a great conversation that Alex and I uh, and chat had today. Thank you for everybody showing up and participating. Your questions are always welcome and they always bring good conversations out. Um, and I guess, I don't know, you got anything, uh, any final thoughts for everybody out there today, Alex? I'm sure I did at some point, but I don't right now. So okay. <laughs> other than that, thank you. Excellent questions from everybody. And, uh, you know, look forward to seeing you guys every Saturday. Awesome. Yes. Thank you guys, everybody for tuning in. Um, join. I think we'll, we'll run through the little thing here uh, at the end. Join Casa. If you have not already, please head over to Casa.org. Join. It is free. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletters. Uh, it's a great place, obviously, to get involved with everything going on early on in the show. Alex always takes the time to navigate the site with us to go through calls to action and legislation. Uh, so you can sign up, join. It is completely free. Uh, you can also check out our blog every week that Kristen works very hard to put together. Also, if you are interested in rocking some awesome merch, I have a New York shirt that I absolutely love. You can check out the merch over on Casa as well. Pick up some sweet Casa swag. It definitely helps us out. Um, and I guess, yeah, look at all that swag that Alex has up on the screen. Awesome. I like this one. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Weapons of mass disruption. I love it. I love it. The only one, I got to get I gotta get some more Cassat swag, man. I do. I have to get some more. All I have is my New York shirt, my I've by Vote New York shirt. Um, but yeah, awesome. I guess that's going to do it for us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, stay safe out there, everybody. Be excellent to each other and Alex and I and uh, possibly Kristen or and or other guests. We'll, we'll see. We'll find out. Uh, we'll be here next week. Same time, same channel, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific. You got to figure it out in between. I get lost. And anywhere else around the world, you're on your own. But much love, everybody. Take care. We will see you guys next time.